and welcome to the Built Environment Marketing Show. I'm Iowa Bass, a marketing consultant and strategist, and I run my own consultancy called Abbas Marketing. I work with some of the leading built environment firms to help them figure out their marketing strategy and their content and their campaigns that really help them to reach their business goals. I'm also supporting a number of firms in terms of marketing director level leadership and working with them to figure out their team structures, what they need to do next, and also the kind of systems and processes needed to run a marketing department. Today's episode is a solo one where I'll be running through a recent talk that I did for Comms Fest, which is a which was a festival that ran in March in the UK online, um, and basically was for housing associations uh, sharing a number of kind of internal um, comms and marketing comms and kind of ideas and thought leadership ideas all around kind of housing associations and social housing and how they can improve their communications. Um, I actually did a talk for them looking at the kind of changing landscape with social media and that is what I'll be sharing with you today. Some of the kind of ideas and thoughts that I gave to them. I hope you find it useful. And uh, before I head off, I just want to say if you do like the show, make sure you share it with others. And to do that, if you just go online, do a post on LinkedIn, tag me in it if you can. Or just, you know, share it with somebody else in a private message who you think might find this episode useful. It really does help us spread the word. So apart from that, let's get on and listen to the episode. So the changing face of social media and the landscape that it lives in. One thing for me is that social media is always changing. As a consultant, I tend to follow various influencers to keep up with what's going on and really how you can get the most out of any platform. But even I have to admit, it can be really, really exhausting. So in this kind of session and in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the trends that I've been seeing and that I feel will play out this year. So I hope you find it useful. So let's start with what I think is hot. What are the trends in social media? So first up, the rise of community. It's been on the rise for a while. I was watching a podcast recently, which was talking about Gen Z and how they're no longer so young and they're no longer that little. And they're also getting into senior level roles. And they are, I guess they're liking some of these more kind of closed communities. So they're moving away from things like Facebook, but into kind of, Areas like Twitch or Signal or Discord, all these different platforms that they can still have community, but not not necessarily be targeted by commercial firms. So I think it's just understanding where it is that, you know, that these communities exist and how you can tap into them. And they're way more underground than, 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 than things we've actually been used to. So according to Sprout Social, these more underground platforms and communities are going to continue to rise to the fore this year. So things like Mastodon, which is a kind of Twitter alternative, Tumblr, which is actually having a resurgence. I remember that from a few years back. And Hive, which I'm not too sure what Hive is, but, you know, I'll put some links so you can have a look. So those types of different communities are starting to be on the rise. People necessarily don't want to be tracked, but still want to be active and participate and have conversations. And as audiences continue to experiment with these new playgrounds, brands are going to be able to kind of identify, will need to be able to understand what's a passing trend and what's sticking around. Okay, so next up is video. I mean, video has been on a kind of rise for years, let's be honest. But I think with a, particularly with the rise of kind of AI and bots and all of that kind of generated, kind of commu- computer generated stuff, 
I think showing a human face and being human and having your own voice and your own ideas and your own opinions they be more and more important. So actually, you seeing that it's me actually talking, I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's a huge differentiator, especially as we've got more and more channels that are more and more tools that have been pumping out basically regurgitated content, video, putting your face out there, putting your voice out there, even stuff like audio and podcasts, video, audio, podcasts, all of that kind of stuff, definitely a way to get your own personal voice out there and to really connect with people. Plus, you can't get away from the fact that TikTok and Reels and short form video are really kind of the main kind of way of driving any type of engagement on social media platforms. So video, getting your face out there, getting your opinions out there, getting your voice out there, that is definitely on the rise. Hi, it's Io here, and I just wanted to tell you a bit more about the show. The Built Environment Marketing Show was set up during lockdown one as a way to help firms do better marketing. It was very much about having the conversations that I have with my friends and showing what best practice really is. In terms of me, well, I'm actually a generalist marketeer, so I guess I know lots of things about marketing and how to pull everything together. So I could be talking about, you know, PR or understanding what to do next strategy wise or figuring out how to get in front of the right audience or what messaging you should be using. Those are all things that I'm kind of really skilled in and understand how to do for my clients. I now work for myself and I set up my own consultancy at Bass Marketing in 2020. And I'm working with a range of engineering and architectural firms and even prop tech firms who really want to, I guess, talk the language of their clients and their audiences and do something a bit different in terms of their strategy and content. If what I do sounds of interest to you, do email me at io at abassmarketing.com and that's A-Y-O or head to my website, which is www.abassmarketing.com for more info. There's also a link in the show notes. Bye. Next up in my kind of what's hot in social media has to be UGC stroke user generated content. So all about being a creator, you know, people are creating content and they're creating a lot of content, especially on the back of the rise of TikTok and things like that. You can't get away from it. There are influencers, but there's even this level of kind of micro influencers, those people who don't have a huge, huge following and that kind of millions of numbers like the Kardashians. But, you know, micro influencers, it could be somebody who talks about concrete or someone who's a specialist in off-site fabrication or timber buildings. But there are definitely a level of micro influencers, even in the built environment. So I think it's that kind of level of people are now becoming creators and even in specialist fields like ours. And I think platforms like LinkedIn and Pinterest, where, you know, they are really actually investing in building creator networks because ultimately having good creators and people creating content will mean that people will remain on their platforms for even longer, which means that they can basically get more ad revenue and, and be able to kind of feed off that, which is really what they want to do. They want people to keep stay on their platforms because it helps them to earn their revenue. So I think this whole kind of creator economy, and things like that, I think that's going to be a huge kind of growing trend and it's just going to continue. I mean, in for example, in LinkedIn last year, they, they um, had their own UK creator program where they actually paid people to start creating content on their platform. And they gave lots, lots of talk and support to creators. Might be one I actually apply for this year, to be fair. But I'll look out for that if it does come back around. Um, so another thing that I think is going to kind of be a big trend for this year 
is I guess it's another thing on building on that that whole thing that actually Jen, you know, people are getting younger. I mean, I'm 40, 46 soon. Um, but I think another thing that's going to happen is the kind of rise of social SEO taking on Google search. So I think Google has got an issue from the AI and the bots and people using kind of stuck chat GPT for information rather than going to their platform. But also, I think there's also this thing that where people are finding their information is changing. People are literally going onto Instagram looking for something and buying it within the app. They're not even leaving the app. So I think the same thing happens in TikTok. People see something on there and buy it directly from there. So they're bypassing Google altogether. And according to Google's internal research, 40% of 18 to 24-year-olds are now using social media as their primary search engine. That is a massive threat for them. That is a massive threat for anyone who's relying on Google Ads, anyone who is kind of there saying, Google's the way forward. Is it? As this younger Gen Z generation comes up, they're searching in a different way. So it's worth knowing that that's happening. And according to later, um, the social shittling tool, nearly half of Gen Z is using TikTok and Instagram for search instead. That's massive. And that means that if you want your content to be to get discovered, optimizing your posts and your keywords in these platforms is even more important. So making sure you use the right keywords that people are actually searching for when you make your LinkedIn post, when you make your TikTok post, and making sure you're kind of making the most of the fact that most people are just, you know, using it for discovery now. So it's a really interesting shift and it's a generational thing, I'm very, very sure. What I will do is I'll put a link to these stats and where I found them as well, if you want to read the full reports. Um, and I guess the other trend and the things that I think is what's hot has to be AI and ChatGPT taking hold. You can't have missed the discussions on ChatGPT, which was kind of late last year. ChatGPT is a kind of text-based version of one of one kind of, of open AI, which has massive potential to change all that we do. And it's all kind of around artificial intelligence, which is being used more and more. And it's understanding, I guess, for me, with our AI, it's understanding what process of things it can take the strain of kind of being repetitive of, of you know, anything that you don't need to do that are really repetitive. Can AI do it better than I can? And I think that's a question we all need to ask ourselves now. And it's, I guess it's understanding where we as humans can really add value. And for me, I think it's things like creativity, our own personality, our sense checking, you know, our own experiences. How do you add something special to what you do? And I think that's something that we're all going to have to get to grips with a lot more, especially as these types of apps and artificial intelligence become a lot more, I guess, day to day and used more widely. So I think it's just being aware that this is all happening. You can't bury your head in the sand. But what you can do is turn around and think about actually, where do I really add value? What is, you know, and if you can really kind of drill down into that, that's where you can focus your efforts and then use the tools that are out there and understand what they are so that you can kind of use them to do the things that you don't really want to do and the stuff that's repetitive and honestly quite dull. <laughs> so another thing that's hot, the rise of, I took, because this was for housing associations, one of the things I find quite fascinating is how people use social media for customer service. So I did a piece around the rise of social customer service. You know, this is where people go to social to actually share their experiences and to get things done. 
that can raise issues, to, you know, to actually get action. So I know that's that whole thing of, you know, when people complain and you kind of email the Tesco CEO and you just sort of do it on social media because you'll actually get a response straight away. So I think a lot of people, rather than picking up the phone, will turn around and put something out on social media. So it's just being aware that you need to monitor this. You need to make sure that you've got systems and processes in place to kind of have dialogue with your customers where they're at. So making sure that you have that kind of all kind of laid out and that you have a way to respond and to kind of incorporate social, social, social related customer service back into your kind of overall customer service approach. And I think that's going to become more and more important, especially as digital natives come up, up the ranks. And I guess I also did a kind of things about what's not hot. So what's unhot, what's not hot. So for me, I kind of put Twitter on there because, I mean, Twitter is always in the news. I mean, it's been amazing what's been happening so far with the kind of whole Elon buying it and everything else. It's not broken so far, but lots of things don't work, let's be honest. And your feed is looking more and more random and there's way more tabs and randomness and general horrible stuff in your feed. Um, So I guess it's just understanding and following what is going on the whole Twitter debate. And I guess, does it match what your values of your firm and what you're doing? And I guess just be aware of what's going on because at some point Twitter is there who knows, he might disappear at some point. Hopefully it won't because it's actually quite good. So I think it's just understanding and, and I, I, I'd use Twitter as a watching brief and see what's going on. And then also I kind of, what's not, I suddenly had a thought that what happened to Be Real, because Be Real was everywhere last summer. So it really did strike a nerve. Um, and I'll share um, a link actually to a graph I found in an article I found in Sifted Magazine, which basically said that the social media breakout star of 2022 was Be Real, the platform basically where you take a picture from your front and back cameras on your phone at the same time every day. The idea is it's like an anti-influencer brand, 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 brand social networking platform. So the idea is it's like we just see what happens in your day at the same time. So it's not curated as much. Anyway, so Be Real peaked in 2022 with 93.5 million global downloads. And that was around kind of the highest month was around Q3 last year when I had 40 million downloads. And then I've got this graph and basically the the downloads literally fall off cliff. So I guess the only thing for me is just being aware that some social channels that will come up and fall, rise and fall really quickly. So it's about you as an organisation actually understanding these trends and knowing, I guess, where to invest your time and which ones are worthy of your time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to kind of see how something was the height of kind of fashion in summer and then suddenly disappeared. But anyway, those are my kind of highlights, high points of what I think is happening in terms of social media uh, and the changing landscape. Hope you found that useful. And if you did, please do let me know. Thanks so much. Bye. so much for listening to the built environment marketing show don't forget to check out the show notes which will have useful links and resources connected to this episode you can find that on abassmarketing.com and of course if you like the show please do share it with others on social as it helps more people to find us see you soon